This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a scriptease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background and of course spoil the endings, all in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we do Christopher Marlowe's most famous work, Dr. Faustus, from 1592. Why is it called that? The main protagonist is called Dr. Faustus, and the word Faust is a synonym with people who make immoral decisions or put their morals aside for personal gain. But that's because of this story. The name Faustus means lucky or prosperous in Latin. This play is based on the old German story with a similar plot that follows Johann George Faust, a magician who makes similar choices. The full title is The Tragical History of the Life and Death of Dr. Faustus, so we know it is a tragedy, we know he dies, and the audience at the time would have been familiar with this story. Calling him a doctor and having him be a refined morally bankrupt man rejecting God has its own symbolism. The respected Dr. Faustus has grown tired of traditional forms of knowledge, so he decides to take up magic. His friends introduce him to the black arts, and he starts strong by summoning a devil named Mephistopheles. Faustus wishes for Mephistopheles to be his servant for 24 years, and in exchange, Lucifer can have his soul. The devil warns Faustus and tells him how bad hell is. It really is quite bad, but Faustus doesn't change his mind. Faustus' servant Wagner also uses magic to make a clown named Robin his servant. Lucifer accepts Faustus's offer. Faustus wonders if perhaps he should change his mind, save his soul and repent, but spoiler, he does not, and he signs the contract with his blood. Instantly, the Latin words homofuge or oh man fly appear magically on his arm. Faustus has second thoughts, or by now it would be third thoughts, but Mephistopheles gives him gifts and books of spells to learn. Faustus asks Mephistopheles questions about the nature of the world, satiating his thirst for knowledge. But the one question Mephistopheles does not answer is who created the universe? This refusal makes Faustus have fourth thoughts when second thoughts are well finished. But the seven deadly sins apparate and dance in front of Faustus, and he is impressed enough to quiet his doubts. Mephistopheles and the powerful Faustus start travelling. They go to Rome and play invisibility tricks on the Pope, even stealing food and playing with the Pope's ears at a feast. Faustus' fame spreads and he tours many European courts. He ends up with the Pope's enemy, the German Emperor Charles V. Here, Faust creates an apparition of Alexander the Great at the request of the Emperor, who is suitably impressed. But one of the Emperor's knights lets it be known that he is unimpressed, and Faustus makes antlers grow on his head, and the knight vows revenge. While all this is happening, Robin, Wagner's clown, has also picked up magic and goes on some silly adventures with a friend. They even summon Mephistopheles, who threatens to turn them into animals as punishment for their silliness. Faustus travels on, playing tricks along the way. Eventually, Faustus is invited to the court of the Duke of Van Holt, where he performs various feats, but various people who have fallen victim to Faust turn up. To the Duke and Duchess's amusement, he casts a spell on the group and sends them away. As he nears the end of his 24 years, Faustus' worries pile up. He summons Helen of Troy to impress a group of scholars. An old man encourages him to repent, but he does not. Time is growing short, so he tells some scholars about his pact with the devil, and shocked, they pray for him. On his final night, he begs for mercy and has a change of heart, but of course, it's too little too late. At the conclusion of the play, a group of devils come and take his soul to hell, leaving his friends to hold a funeral for the limbs that remain. 
If you didn't know the play before, you do now, a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Script Tease. And remember, this is just our version of the player's story, highlighting the bits that we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside and this episode of Script Tease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Script Teasers and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening.